comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a jittery monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahachko. Joining me as always, he is the reigning and defending... I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> the co-host of the year. I feel like there's more that I should have added on that. Um yes. <laughs> undefeated and undisputed co-host of the year, Mike Luther. Hi, Mike. Hello, Greg. It's a nice shirt How you have on going? there. Thank you. It's uh, my Nerds United shirt. We don't sell those anymore. No. If you got them, you're, you, you're, you lucked out. And you're also probably somebody in my family. So, Or my family. Yeah. Who I bought t-shirts for all of them. Before That's the true. babies were born. The, I'll say the babies don't have them, though, so... I mean, Nope. Although I'm thinking probably uh, the oldest uh, the child, I won't say baby, but the oldest child might have probably outgrew his by now. Maybe. He's all legs. Like, ah, okay. That's, yeah. So in no waste to speak <laughs> of. So um, be very interesting. This coming week he starts soccer practice, Ooh. his first, uh, first ever soccer practice. So uh, pray for all the other kids out there because he's a kicker, man. And I don't think he's just going to be kicking soccer balls. He's going to be well, testing out the strength of all those shin guards. Let's 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 hope he does good. Yeah. So, all right, Michael. Well, how about we just jump right into things? Let's do it. What do we, what, where are we starting, Greg? Let's go. I would like to start with a trip uh, to our favorite comic shop, Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois, where you went, mm-hmm. where I went, and then I went again. All right. Yes, I went. We won't say what time I went, but we went. I went on a certain day. It was like Wednesday at five five thirty, wasn't it? That's that is correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I I wish I had uh, the comic books are actually downstairs, but I went in there and I hadn't been to Twilight Comics. Uh, sadly, Twilight Comics Swansea, Illinois. Sadly, in a while because they had rearranged everything around, and I went with a list of three um, com- graphic novels, really, that I wanted. And it was all based on the fact that I have been reading the New 52's Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. I read Volume 1 already. You let me borrow that one. I read Volume... Oh, I'm actually reading Volume 2 currently. And then there's Volume 3 out. And I, like, I went online to see, like, okay, what's next? Obviously, Volume 3. But before Volume 3, they said, actually, there's a, a graphic novel called I, Vampire. And volume one kind of associates between Justice League Dark, volume two and three. So I was thinking about getting Eye of Vampire, volume one and two, and then Justice League Dark, uh, volume three. And then I was going to be like, if there's anything that catches my eye, I'll kind of like see and maybe look at it and stuff. First of all, I didn't realize how expensive graphic novels are. Let me just be honest with you. 
Uh, Greg, if you ever uh, need like a house payment or something like something like tragic happens, <laughs> you probably have like two or three house payments just like in your room. But it just I'll I because like, wow, uh, but, probably so not here's wrong, the thing. folks. He's probably not wrong. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. Uh, I look at first of all, I, I don't see Justice League Dark Volume 3. I don't see I Vampire. Uh, I don't see it Volume 1 or 2. But as I'm looking, I'm like, uh, I see Daredevil. Last rights or something like that. I can't remember. Um, but so I, I'm like, oh, this, I like Daredevil. This is interesting. Okay. Let me grab this one. And then, uh, on the, one of the shelves, I kind of facing out, they had Suicide Squad Trial by Fire. I'm like, that cover looks interesting. Let me grab that. And then what was my third one, Greg? Oh, Constantine, because I, I'm liking Constantine more because of Justice League Dark. So Constantine something or other. I can't Hellblazer. remember what, what Hell, yeah, Hellblazer. Same uh, so I grabbed that. So I didn't get any of the ones that I came there for. I spent way too much money, but I like supporting them better. And so, and I don't know, I don't know who was working there because uh, I don't know the people. It was Tim. It was Tim. That's what I thought. So I, Tim was super friendly, and I, I gave him these. And then I asked him, I was like, "Hey." I was like, do you have Justice League Dark Volume 3? And he's like, ah, if it's not on the shelf, we probably don't. But, you know, I can look it up. I'm like, yeah, if you can. If not, no big deal. I got these three. And then, so he, I was paying for them. Which, also, so I, I don't remember. I, I have my wallet out. And I don't remember giving Tim my card, my, my credit card to pay for it. And I must have. <laughs> but also, like, next thing I know... I'm looking at my wallet and it doesn't have where the credit, the, the debit card slot is. It's empty. I'm, I'm freak. I'm starting to freak it out. And I'm like, hit, like, you know, trying to look for my card. I'm like, I came here and I don't even like, why would I take my credit card? I always put it back in. Right. And then, t- then Tim just goes like, holds my card up and he goes, are you looking for this? I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Good. So anyway, uh, he goes, he goes, you know, if you want, um, I can order just like, uh, dark volume three for you i was like yeah if you can that'd be great he's like yeah he's like um he's like yeah what's your name i was like uh michael luther he's like oh yeah he's like i, I recognized you i was like yeah well thank you <laughs> no i'll just like, oh cool <laughs> awesome so yeah he so i i he said he ordered he ordered for me and then he said it should be in in a couple weeks and they will i think i get my phone number they'll call me and then i want to go pick it up and probably buy some more <laughs> i say it should be there by Free Comic Book Day, which is mm-hmm. Saturday, August the 14th. That's right. I had to remember which, I, I couldn't remember if it was 14th or 15th. I couldn't remember where my days uh, lined up. But yes, yes, indeed. Free Comic Book Day. Maybe I'll see you there, Mike. Yes, indeed. Uh, so I also went to Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. I went there twice. Um, I'll tell you about the, I'll tell you what I got after I tell you why I went there twice. So I went there uh, first on Wednesday, same as you, a little earlier in the day than you, and mm-hmm. I got uh, you know a couple books which I'll, I'll mention. Well, I could I got Berserker number four, nice. uh, and I got a golden one of those golden books for kids, mm-hmm. and I got the one that's for the kind of the abridged version of the Minions movie. Ah, and okay. I got that for my boy. Oldest boy, you know, because uh, he, he's the one who's working on reading. The other ones aren't too interested in it right now. Uh, <laughs> and I get it home, and it would like my son, I love him. He's great, but he'll tell like it mm-hmm. is, and, and he doesn't 
he wasn't being ungrateful, but he's like, Dad, I know the story already. I was like, what? well, yeah, we've seen the movie. He's in, he very, he's like, no, Dad, I already have this book. Which means that at some point, Dad probably bought that book at Twilight Comics, Swansea, <laughs> Illinois, and just repeated myself. So uh, we went back on Thursday. We had to run some errands. Uh, so we went back. He picked out his own book. Uh, so we took the Minions, the second one, uh, Minions one back, and he picked up Super Mario World. So, uh, very Ooh. pleased with his selection there. Um, back on Wednesday, I was in there visiting with Tim, as I, I tend to do, and picked up, uh, you know, th- they set aside my Berserker number four, and Rhiannon came in, and uh, I said, Rhiannon, I just want to say thank you, because you recommended d- the Die graphic novel to me. And she's like, it's really good, isn't it? I said, it's so good. I said, it took me a lot longer to read the first volume than uh, I than it should have. But last time I was in, I bought uh, volumes two and three. So hopefully by Christmas, you know, uh, and reaffirmed that volume four should be out maybe September, October. Okay. I said, all right, so uh, you did it once. Can you do it again? And so she said, ponders a little bit and starts walking the, the graphic novel wall. And she says the, the last one's it, it, in her words was high fantasy dies. Mm-hmm. High fantasy. It's very much uh, dungeons and dragons esque. So this time she goes, you know, science fiction and she picks up from boom studios, Al Ewing and Simone DeMeo. If I'm pronouncing those wrong, I apologize. Book one of, we only find them when they're dead. Okay. And they had two versions of it, two with two different covers, same, you know, volume one, but two different covers. Uh, and on this cover, you see uh, what's dead. On the other one, it's a little ship uh, floating in space. Well, and she says, Greg, Greg, by the way, um, the listeners aren't going to see at all. <laughs> That's true. So, so right. they won't see. I see it. Yes. Well, eh. Some things are just for Mike then. Um, that's, but that's right. a, apparently it's a it's a crew that, you know, takes a, a space station and they go around and they find these uh now dead, you know, celestial beings or gods, if you want to, you know, look at them like that. Uh and then the question is raised is why do we only find them when they're dead? So that's what I'm hoping to find out someday when I get to reading this book. Yes. That's, that sounds great. And I reaffirm to both Rhiannon and Tim that someday I'll have time to read all of these when I retire. <laughs> and then my yes. eyes will fail me. It's like a, uh, one of those little like, Twilight Zone type of things is I finally have time to read and then I go blind. So. Sure, that's, I mean, hopefully not, but you know. Yeah. All right. So that was our Twilight Comics uh, uh, trip, trips, I should say. And then Indeed. we have a little bit of nerdy news to we talk do, about. We do, Mike. Why don't you lead us off, buddy? So uh, let's go with uh, Army of Thieves trailer. Okay. We had Army. We watched Army of the Dead. I think we both liked it. Uh, and then we found out that they were going to make a prequel to Army of the Dead, a zombie movie about um, this guy breaking into uh, safes called Dieter. Army of Thieves. Yes. And now I watched our, the trailer. Hopefully you watched it. I did. Okay. 
So there might be zombies because they kind of talk about zombies like in a news report. But I don't know if in the movie we're going to get any more than that. That's okay. I feel yeah, like I, mean, I feel like where where Dieter enters the story in Army of the Dead, uh, you know he's he's already a proven you know safe cracker. That's why that's why he's there. Uh, and so I feel like with this being a prequel, because we don't really know what happens to Dieter. We have plenty of ideas. We don't really know what happens at the end of uh, or you know towards the end of Army of the Dead. Um, my guess is he's dead, but you never know. Uh, there's multiple timelines and, you know, repetitive situation. Anyway. Um, so I feel like this is, you know, army of thieves is sort of the, uh, this is where Dieter proves himself as, as a thief, as a, as a safe cracker, as a vault specialist. Um, and so that's, that's what I'm anticipating more because for some reason, and I almost said Michael Bay, that's just because I referred to him as Michael Bay to you in a message. But he is, he is. Zack Snyder had to have very high hopes, very positive feelings about the Dieter character uh, before that movie came out. Because Army of the Dead hasn't been out that long to no. get Army of Thieves you know, fully into production and ready to come out pretty soon, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I was going to look up, see when it comes out. Um, but yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely correct. It, it, it had to have been very quickly. And, and maybe like, that's part of Snyder's deal with Netflix is, you know, X amount of pictures, uh, or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but I, I liked the, I, I really liked the trailer. Um, I, I like the, the safe cracking aspect, you know, show me, show me some, yeah. show me something either that I haven't seen before or show me something I've seen in a new way, which is kind of the same thing. <laughs> if you have zombies doing the heist that's that's the movie to make you have zombies doing the heist mike okay. are, you, are you on drugs again army wait what do we call it God, army know, of the undead thieves that i like that army of the undead thieves yeah hey it's not you're just welcome, a hat Netflix. rack my friend you're welcome uh so pretty excited for army of thieves um, I watch it. Do you think? Uh, the, do you think the Snyder's? Do you think his career is is on the way down or plateauing? Um, I I, I think it, it it all depends. I don't think it's going down necessarily. Um, I think by now he knows what his what works for him. And he's going to keep doing that, and I don't think. And this goes for a lot of directors too. But he's but he's always had to, kind of the same tone, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the same artistic style. Yeah, there there are a lot of similarities from uh, like Three Hundred to Sucker Punch. You right. know, it's it's a different filter. Like I feel like Three Hundred because it was a lot of uh, you know sand and desert and things like that. It had a lot of of more browns and tans and and of course red for all the blood and the capes. But Sucker Punch. From what I recall from the one time that I saw it years ago, had a lot more like um, uh, blues, you know, uh, uh, like blue wash on, on on the film, things like that. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, like, like many directors and many actors, um, they they know it works for them and they're going to keep doing that. And that's it. 
I, I will 100% watch Army of Thieves when it comes out on Netflix because it's on Netflix and why not? It's easy. You're to already watch. paying for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So Army of Thieves. Next thing we want to talk about. I think actually you said you wanted to talk about some Apple TV stuff. I, I have a question first before that. Go ahead. Are, yeah. Do you have a list that you're checking things off of on the list? Mm-hmm. That's the best. Yep, so I don't forget. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so a few months ago, uh, April maybe, it was after the twins were born, um, I upgraded my phone. Yeah, it's still an Apple product, still an iPhone. For all of you iPhone Apple haters out there, I'm sorry. But what it did get me was a year free of Apple Plus TV or, or whatever their service is called. And I didn't really take advantage of it right away, but I kept hearing about this show called Ted Lasso. And so I out of curiosity, I just fired it up one day and started watching Ted Lasso. And instantly, Mike fell in love with this show. This character, I don't know if you know anything about the premise of the story, um, but for if you do or don't, there might be people out uh, listening who don't. But Ted Lasso stars Jason Sudeikis. Uh, who I believe is an SNL alum, mm-hmm. and he plays a Middle America, you know, college football, like D2 college football coach, national champion from Wichita State, who gets hired uh, to coach football, like, you know, soccer. Uh, right. But, you know, football everywhere well, in England for a fictional football club, a- AFC Richmond. Uh, it's a little bit, uh, got a major league. Uh, you know, spin to it. If you recall Major League, the, um, uh, the owner who she takes over the Cleveland Indians and she says, we're, we're a, a crappy team. We have uh, crappy players. We're not bringing in anybody good. If we can, uh, hit like this low, you know, benchmark for attendance, then we can move the team to Miami, you know, so she right. wants the team to fail. And that, that's kind of where this owner was initially. But, but the, the character of Ted Lasso is just so, like earnest and, and heartwarming and genuinely funny. And he uh, eventually warms everybody over, despite the fact that, you know, he doesn't really know anything about soccer um, and he's learning on the go and makes mistakes and things like that. Um, you know, when, when he finds out in this last episode of the first season or second to last, when he finds out that, you know, the owner um, brought him over to tank, the, the team because it was all her ex-husband ever loved and she just wants to bury the team to make him miserable. He, spoiler, he says, I'll forgive you. You know, he's got a Midwestern drawl. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, what? He's like, hey, your relationships are hard and divorce is hard and I'll forgive you. Uh, so, but, so the second season is out now. Um, uh, and two episodes in, it's, it's not a, a binging one. It, it's, uh, every week um it, it it's it's great it's not it's it's rated r for language because it's okay. all in england so there's a lot of uh a lot of f-bombs be thrown about uh even from <laughs> unsuspecting characters uh you know like be it old ladies or little kids uh so uh it, i i can't occur it I don't know how it works if you don't have an Apple product. Uh, I don't know what, what the cost is to, for for Apple TV, but uh, find a way. And, and I, somebody actually told me this to me uh, is the Ted Lasso character first popped up uh, seven years ago uh, on YouTube uh, for NBC Sports as they were um, kind of advertising the fact that they were going to start carrying Premier League football uh, here in the States. And so Ted Lasso was like, 
well, I don't know much about this uh, football you got over here. So, so you can actually see the Ted Lasso character, still Jason Sudeikis, um, on on YouTube. Uh, but it's a, it's just a fun, it, it's a f- ser- sincerely fun show that I don't mind sitting there watching at five a.m. or five thirty when I'm feeding one of the twins. And and uh, I I've, I've watched the first season twice now, and I've watched each episode of the second season twice. It's it's for whatever reason it's I can't get enough of of the show Ted Lasso it's really fun. I I haven't seen it but I've only heard good things about it and I, I've seen previews of it and it does look pretty funny and I like Jason Sudeikis I think he's hilarious in a lot of what he does so yeah if you have Apple TV definitely check it out and um, tell Greg how much you love it. Yeah, and there was another one I was wanting to talk about from Apple TV. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of it now. It's a funny name. Um, uh, it's uh, stars uh, uh, Keegan Michael P. No, Keegan Michael P. Yeah, mm-hmm. from yeah. Key and Peele. Yeah, I, yep. I I can never remember. But anyway, it stars him, um, and it's a Lorne Michaels production. But it's a couple who like they go. They're I, I've, I've watched most of the first episode just today. Uh, they go for a hike. It's kind of like a reinvigorate your love type of hike. You know, it's for couples and they get lost in the woods and they cross this bridge through this thick fog and they end up in literally what looks like, like a 1940s, 1950s musical, you know, like fake trees and really like colorful, you know, type of homes and things like that. Uh, Schmigadoon maybe. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, uh, they're very confused by it. They don't realize that they're in, like, they think it's all just a, like a touristy type of thing. They don't realize what they're in. So that, that's about where I'm at. Um, the, in that one, I'm not too far into it, but, but I did get kind of a kick out of it. So, uh, there's some stuff going on. Uh, it's pretty cool over on Apple TV. Again, I know people like Apple. I'm not gonna, if it makes you feeling better, I watch Apple TV on my, Sam, on my Samsung TV. So best of both worlds. Um, do they have movies on uh, Apple TV or is it just TV shows? I think they have some movies on there. Okay. I, I watched curious. a few things here and there. Um, and they have other shows. There was one that uh, I, I started to watch and then kind of uh, turned off for whatever reason. I haven't gone back. Not that there's anything wrong with the show, but it's for, called For All Mankind. And if you remember, Amazon Prime had a, an original show that was based on a Philip Dick book. Uh, uh, the man from High Castle, uh, and that was about what would have happened if, like, the Axis powers, Nazis, in, in Japan won World War II. Right. Well, for all mankind is like another alternate reality type of show where what happened if the Russians, the Soviets, uh, landed on the moon, walked on the moon first. So you have, you know, like you 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 don't realize what's happening in the opening minutes of it because all the Americans are all, you know. Just like they were in 1960, mm-hmm. whatever. I should know that. I'm an American, but uh, we never get that far in history class. <laughs> but uh, 19, it was 1969, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but you know, same same thing. Everybody's glued to their t- television sets, except when the the man, you know, jumps out of the ca- capsule onto uh, onto the moon. He's not speaking English. He's speaking Russian. So. Um, Kind of a different, you know, what's the fallout of, of that type of scenario if America didn't win the Cold War in, in that front? So, 
again, interesting concept that I haven't uh, deep dived quite far enough yet. Sounds interesting. Yeah. That's my Apple TV update, Mike. Apple TV crossed off the list now. (laughs) Uh, Do we want to? Okay. I'm trying to think. You know what? Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, uh, okay. Let's let's talk about the Constantine thing. Okay. So I posted this on our uh, Nurse United Facebook page. Now, I'll be honest with you. I posted it first and commented on it before I read it. So my, I think my comment was something like, what the hell, or something like that. I can't remember. So what the, what the title of the article was is uh, Matt Ryan is leaving Constantine, or he's no longer going to be playing Constantine. And I like Matt Ryan as Constantine. Absolutely. He's right? the best. So when I read this, so I post that. So when I read the article, though, it's a little bit further than that. So he, It's, it's downright Ryan, complicated. Yes. So Matt Ryan uh, is currently playing Constantine on uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and he's played it for several seasons now. He, in season seven, wherever the latest season enters the future season, he will continue to be on Legends of Tomorrow, but he will no longer be um, Constantine. He will be a new character, uh, Dr. Something or Other. I can't remember. Yeah, Dr. Something or Other uh, from... uh uh, Southern India. Yes. Now here's now the one of the reasons they said is because somebody and I forget who, but they're making a new Constantine either series or movie or they're doing something different with it. And what I read is they said most likely uh, Constantine is going to be uh, a, like a person of color. That's completely fine. So I hope nobody like saw what I put out there as like, oh, Mike doesn't want Constantine to be a person of color. No, I, I don't I don't care. I hope they make it great. Here's my not issue with it, but like, okay, so you have Matt Ryan already, right? Who is an established character already. I think fans like him. And if you're going to do a Constantine movie or a Constantine new series, why don't you just use Matt Ryan, the, the Constantine Who's that's already, already beloved there. They, who, you know? who, by the way, has not only done it on TV for legends of tomorrow mm-hmm. and the, the, the Constantine TV show that was on NBC for a season, but has also voiced him in uh, many of your recent animated pictures. Yeah. You know, that's like, I just, I don't, I don't get that part of it. Uh, no, don't get me wrong. They'll probably they might do a great uh, new Constantine character, and I'll probably love that one too. But I just I, I, I don't understand why they you know I, I, this is something uh, I want to say DC does a lot, um, where you have Bumble. something that's already established. Like hey, you have Grant Gustin that's already established as the Flash. No, we're gonna have this other Flash. Okay, whatever. Now, granted, that might be going from TV to big screen. I always think that there's a, a budget issue with that because Grant Gustin, I, the number is going to be way off. But let's say Grant Gustin gets $10 million. Now, you put him on the big screen where more people are going to get to see him. Uh, in season you know, seven of The Flash or whenever his contract is up, he's going to go, uh, actually, you know what? Now I'm worth $30 million. Once again, those numbers are way off. But he's going to be worth more. So I think that might be one of the reasons they don't go. Yeah, Greg. Well, speaking of budgets, um, in, in that regard, I, I remember thinking it was ludicrous that it, it has to be more than 15 years ago. But I don't – like the last few seasons of Friends, 
each of the friends right. was making a million per episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Think about that. That's yeah. You know, six million dollars per episode just for the, the main cast. Um, but but hold so, on, but but hold on. Uh, with you got to realize with Friends at the time, there wasn't much else. Not saying Friends was bad, but there as far as like your other options to watch. Oh sure, you didn't have Hulu, Netflix, HBO Max, Apple TV. Yeah, no, no streaming services. And on top of that, in, in the difference between Friends and Flash, and I know they they've got a, the effects down to a science, but there were no special effects. There were there were not, not a right. ton of post production. Uh, it was your pretty standard, you know, three three camera shoot uh, for Friends. And you know, again, they've mastered you know the the whoosh and, and everything right, yeah. else that that uh, happens in the on the Flash. But they they still have an effects budget that that mm-hmm. they have to work with that that Friends obviously didn't. So that that cuts into what you can pay the cast. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, with Constantine, though, I, I hope the new Constantine is amazing. Um, and uh, Matt Ryan seems to be OK with what's happening to him. Um, and yeah, so last of the Matt Ryan Constantines, I guess, uh, already, maybe. I, I don't I, know. I don't think that the Constantine series is on uh, HBO Max. Yet. HBO Max. I don't think so either. It might. I'd have to double check the CW app. It might be on there. I don't know if if they acquired the rights to it um, since they got the character. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna. I mean, it, it sucks that they're going to. They, they have other plans for the character. I think a, the perhaps a better way to do it would, dare I say, kill off, make disappear the Matt Ryan Constantine. Let him. Let him go away, as they say, as you used to say mm-hmm. back in the day in wrestling, uh, go away and learn a new hold and then come back in, in his HBO Max series or on the big screen, whatever it would be. But that character was such an amazing representation of Constantine that it's a shame that we're we're going to lose that version. Uh, like you said, interesting to see the direction that they go um, and wish – Obviously, you know, it, it's up our alley, so we wish them all, all the success in the world for that character and uh, where, whatever plans they might have for him. Yes. Uh, so, and, and you know what? They might do something like that. You know, we, we're not sure. We just know he's going to be a new character, but we don't know if it's going to be something along the lines of, like, Constantine's spirit leaves and this new, a new spirit enters Constantine's body or whatever. You know, they could do something like that. Uh, I'm looking at CW. They do not have Constantine on here. I have it on my phone. I have been uh, watching a bit more of the Superman Lois. That show. I've heard such good things. I've heard such good things about that. And apparently now on the CW app, you can watch the Krypton, which I think was on sci-fi. Probably. They're calling it. Uh, it's under the CW seed label or, or heading mm-hmm. or whatever. But uh, Superman and Lois, uh, it continues to be so much fun. Uh, what a what a fun episode I watched today. It, and I I. I want to say that first season had maybe 16 episodes, 18 episodes, something like that. So I'm, I think I'm through about 12 or 13. So the end is coming up. But uh, uh, yeah, what a, what, a, what a fun one. And and a really solid portrayal of, of the Man of Steel. Yeah. Yeah. I've, like I said, I've only heard good things. I've seen one clip where he goes up to a, uh, a kid comments on his suit and he's like, hey, thanks. My mom made it. Yeah. Just like very friendly, you know, and not like, cheesy friendly but just like yeah this is how superman would be like mm-hmm. he's just friendly he's nice you know 
Uh, he doesn't have a weird upper lip, and and then he you know he flies off. Oh, the uh, Henry Cavill mustache thing. I was like, I knew you would catch on. Did did one of them have like a deformation? No. Yes. Yes, one of them did apparently. <laughs> All right, what else you got on the list? I feel All like there right, was another trailer that there is. This is gonna work because I, I wanted to end it on a positive note. We have the official trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Woo woo! I uh, I'm a Ghostbusters fan. No, uh, you're one, not. you know what? I'll be honest with you. I even like the Ghostbusters too. Somebody fight me. I don't care. Um, There's the something magical about seeing uh, the Statue of Liberty walking down Manhattan, you know. And you 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 had to hose it, you know, with your slime. That's right. So, you get get at the positive energy slime, man. Exactly. You know, all the New York comes together like they do in every movie involving New York. Um, <laughs> they kind of do. It's a little, yeah, it's a little too why, much. But why, why? It's a little too unreal. Of all the parts <laughs> that are unrealistic in that right. movie, it's the New Yorkers coming together that really. <laughs> yeah, like oh, come on, people. Um, so yeah, uh, and then Ghostbusters the female reboot was okay. It got a lot of flack. It was okay. Yeah, but it, now it was it was a, a solid six. It was about a four and a half. I would give it. Um, maybe I would. I could bump it up to a five if I remembered anything about it. Um, but now we have a direct continuation of Ghostbusters two. Ghostbusters Afterlife, starring some of the old Ghostbusters that are alive. And Flynn Wolfhard and Paul Rudd. Yes. Um, Greg, what were your thoughts on the trailer? Did you, uh, you saw the trailer, I'm assuming. I did. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm excited for it, but I'm also curious to know if they are removing like all of the humor out of it to make it like more of a full action movie. Um, that is not what I got out of it. Okay. Out of the trailer. I mean, cause I know there's like the little package of the marshmallows that get up and fight in the mm-hmm. middle of the grocery store. So that's, that's kind of cool. But it, so some of the, it, and I'm look again, we're, we're getting bits and pieces. We're not getting, mm-hmm cohesive dialogue we're not getting you know we're, we're getting a lot of uh setting points um but are you going to have and and you know what strikes me is you've got the disconnect of like the kids in the movie who are like oh we'll just take the old station wagon it's the only one with an engine you know things like that it's <laughs> like they don't uh, that i guess it's it's gonna be a ghostbusters movie for generation of people who maybe they've seen the Ghostbuster movies, but they, they didn't grow up with the Ghostbusters. Like I remember watching the cartoon, you know, most mornings, uh, before school. And and so I have, I'm not going to say like, I'm the biggest Ghostbusters fan. I, I don't, I don't, would never categorize myself, but I have a, a really strong appreciation for it. And you can watch, I'll, I'll just keep in mind the original one. You can watch the original one and you don't pick up on a lot of the humor when you're eight years old that you get when you're 38, you know, 40, whatever, however old we are these days. Um, I wonder if, because the, the stars of the first movie were adults and I feel Mm -hmm. like the stars of this movie are, are kids. If there's, I guess what I'm trying to say is how much it, 
how similar is it going to be to like a, a Stranger Things? You know, uh, and, and I'm, I, you know, Stranger Things is wildly popular, so I'm not even saying that's necessarily a bad thing. But I don't know if if it feels purely like Ghostbusters if it's a bunch of kids embarking on a quest to figure out why the town is shaking uncontrollably. Well, I I will tell you first of all one one good thing with it is that the director is the son of the original director. So that's true, Jason Reitman. He, I'm I'm pretty excited about this, that. Yes, and, and Ivan Reitman has been working alongside him. Mm-hmm. So he knows the tone of the first Ghostbusters. He is a fan of the first Ghostbusters. I, I, I'm, I don't think, and neither one of us know this. I don't, but I don't think it's going to be similar to Stranger Things. And I say that because I know you don't like Stranger Things because it was popular. <laughs> so, and you, you've self-admitted that to me. Um, I, I don't think I said it. Yes, in yeah, so you, many you, words. You, yes, you 100% said that uh, something about you being a contrarian or whatever. You know. I watched, so, but I, I watched the first episode. Or, um, I mean, the first season. It was it was fun. It was um, different. I just felt like they relied way too much on the the nostalgia pops. I disagree, but I haven't seen the first season in a while. But I've watched it several times. But I, I've, it's been a couple of years. Um, but so with with this, I first of all, I don't think there was as much humor in the original Ghostbusters. As you might think there was. Yes, there was humor because they're all four comedians. But it wasn't like laughs nonstop. You know, I mean, it got it got a little bit dark with, you know, the the devil dogs and, you know, her being sucked into the chair and everything. Um, And you know how long it took me to figure out what it meant by the key master and the gatekeeper? It's probably long. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't. I did not pick up on that as a child. As an adult, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I was right out there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think this is going to be, and I, I get this just from the trailer. And well, technically, we've had two trailers. We have the teaser and the official trailer, where it's going to be a good mix of horror um, and uh, comedy. And I, I don't think. Jason Reitman would try to completely veer off from what his dad did uh, because he knows how he knows how uh, hardcore the fan base is for right. Ghostbusters because they did not like the female reboot. So uh, I'm I'm excited for it. In fact, I, I put on because it comes out Thanksgiving, and I, I put on Facebook when I shared it that uh, I think I might know where I'm going to Thanksgiving, and I'm serious. Like I, me and Nolan might just be like. Hey, let's go just go to the movies and, and watch it. So I, I want to clarify. I, I hope the listeners and you I hope you don't feel like I was attacking the, the movie. I I think it's gonna do very well. I and I think I'm going to like it. I just I I just wonder if it's gonna give me the same feelings as you know, like even now going back and watching the first one, you know. Um it, let me ask you this go ahead. I was just saying, I was saying right now, no, it's not going to give you the same place because there's difference between watching something when you're, I don't know, eight years old, however old we would have been at the time, and watching something when we're, you know, 39. It just, it won't give you the same feeling. So if, if you're expecting the exact same, like, oh my gosh, kind of feelings, no. I think you might enjoy it, <sighs> my, but you're not going to have those same feelings. You just like to crush my. I'm just saying, it's like. <laughs> All right. Um, Right at the end there, mm-hmm. the phone picked up, 
Yes. And and full disclosure, I was uh, I, I when I watched the trailer, I was in my van and I was listening to it, but uh, I, I was parked, so I was at least being a little right. bit safe. But I couldn't tell which classic Ghostbuster voice was. I I felt like it was the one. Was it was it not? Uh, it, it was it wasn't Bill Murray. It, it was Ray, not not Venkman. Yeah. Okay, that, that's what I'm well, wondering. It was it was our boy Danny Aykroyd's. That's. I don't think it's Aykroyd's like hemorrhoids. I think it's Aykroyd. Yes, but if there's two of them, there's Aykroyd's. Are there two Dan Aykroyd's? I wish. They'd sell us a lot of vodka. Probably would. <laughs> um, and, and the only reason, like I said, I I just didn't get a good you know ear on it, and and I didn't mm-hmm. go back to listen to it. I thought because he said something like, oh, "We're closed." Uh, yeah. Um, I thought that well, that might be it's... more of a Venkman move than a stance move. Well, so uh, one, I don't know how much uh, Peter Venkman is going to be uh, involved in this. I know, and supposedly he's, he is in the movie, uh, but I've also heard rumors uh, years and years ago when they were talking about um, doing another Ghostbusters that he said he would do it if he got killed off in the first reel. That's how, that, I remember so, that. You know, yeah, um, but yeah. So if you're if you're just listening to it and you didn't actually watch the the trailer. What happens right before that is they're sitting there watching, like, I think a YouTube video yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. I saw that part. Uh, the, okay. And then so they call that number. Gotcha. And okay. yeah, he's, yeah. And then Danny Boy says, we're closed. Interesting. Um, uh, um, oh, I can't remember her, the character's name now. Annie? Annie Potts, yep. Yeah. Um, so she she's in the movie, which is really cool. Um, so, I again, I think they're doing a lot of, of great service. Um, I, you know, it's, it's a bunch of kids, man. It's a bunch of kids. How, how, how good are they going to hold up to a, an apocalyptic event in nowhere, well, Idaho? Guess what? The kids figured out that they had a gunner seat on the, um, Ecto-1 and the adults never knew that. So either it was always there and the, the adults didn't realize it or they made it, which makes them better. I think... It, this is just me. This is just mm-hmm. my theory. I think that Egon made that adjustment to it after the fact. Uh, that could be. That could be. Yeah, and I, I guess we figured out in this trailer, it's, it's heavily uh, hinted at that the girl is, well, his granddaughter. The one, the, the nerdy one. Unless you, did, I, I, did you not get that? No, I, I, I thought it was more linear. Like, I thought it was daughter because I didn't realize Egon was that old. Well, so the, the the oldest one would yes be his daughter, but I'm talking about the the girl that sits in the gunner seat. Oh, okay. The the the, the however young she is, the young young one would be his granddaughter. Was Egon that old in the eighties? Yeah, I mean, well, Egon, 30s? if he was alive now, would be, be ninety seven. He'd be about sixty. No, he's be older than that. Gosh, now I have to look it up. <laughs> Harold Ramis. I'm not talking about the. I'm not talking about the. He, they're about the, I'm, the, I'm talking about the character. Well, the character and the actor are going to be about the same age. I just don't think. Like, I think that that group of Ghostbusters when the movie came out in in the 80s, I think they were all like right around like 35. Mm. Yeah, he's yeah. He would be well, even at sixty. Still, look at sixty years old. You could have a grandkid, but 
there's no indication in those movies that he had a child. About, but maybe they just he kept his life private. But didn't he? It makes it sure made it sound like he was hooking up with Annie Potts if they're off in small town together. And Annie Potts was hooking up with Rick Moranis in the cartoon. No, in the in the in the movie. Oh, in the second movie. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Because Rick Moranis points to me. Well, this debate's been fun. That's all the time we got. <laughs> no. Hey, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to it. Thanksgiving. We only have four more months. Yes. We'll be. We we, we can. We'll have almost an entire college football season over by then, Mike. I'm sure. That's for my other podcast. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm Clearly not. Go, go big red. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. And best yeah, friend no of the problem. show, Josh, who is listening also. Thanks you. Oh, good. So, and, and we all know you care more about him than me anyway. Well, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's tough to be a supporter. It's easy to be a host. All uh, right. Anything else that you have on your list for this week? No, Mike? we uh, knocked them all out. Hot dog. And we did it in under an hour. Really? Wow. And, and if I shut up, we can do it in under 45 minutes. I thought it was way longer than that. I know. Me too. Time time flies when you're having fun, but it, Apparently not because it's only 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Nerds United. We thank you so much for uh, uh, joining us. Make sure that you tell your friends, hit that subscribe button, and get it uh, downloaded directly to your mobile device uh, very passively. It requires no interaction from you. It's just poof, Mike and Greg are there. So for the co-host of the year, Mike Luther, I'm Greg Mahochko. We are Nerds United. We tell you this week and every every week to be kind and rewind. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.